Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Game Over Podcast. When I was growing up, there was a show that I loved on Nickelodeon, classic Nickelodeon. It was called Clarissa Explains It All. And throughout the course of this show, a topic would happen, and then Clarissa would try to explain what is happening. I love the show. Today, I am going to be your Clarissa on the very, very first day of fall. Clarissa, uh, Melissa Joan Hart, who played Clarissa, is a very big fan of uh, WWE. She's a very big fan of New Day, believe it, believe it or not. I don't know what's going on with the Chargers. Let's start there. They seem to have everything on paper that they've needed to be successful. They were building towards this, this magical season. Uh, we're only two games in, but they're 0-2. Uh, the loss last week to Miami was bad. Uh, you had the lead, and then you lost at the end. Now, when I watched that game, I was like, okay, that's a typical Chargers say. Let's get that out of our system. Let's move on. This game was exactly the same. Repeat. And when it comes to the hardest, it's very difficult to win games in the NFL. It's very tough. To win one game in the NFL, you have to practice like mad, and then you have to execute that plan every Sunday to win an NFL game. It's very tough. The Chargers did not, well, I will say they did not. They executed 9.9% of 10 of the plan. The final thing was stopping the Tennessee Titans, who they are better than. They're better than the Tennessee Titans. In every position. I don't care if Austin Eckler's hurt. It doesn't matter. You are a better team. And the better team should be able to pull out a victory. So the title of this uh, the title of this podcast is going to look very similar because it's going to be Charger sums down, frowny face. Falcon sums up, smiley face. Let's get to those stats. Let's get a look at those stats of what just... I, I don't have a problem with the offense. I do not. Offense has looked, looked great. There were some third downs, third and shorts. Um, I want you to throw Justin Herbert uh, beyond the markers. Make sure there's no doubt. Don't leave it to your wide receivers to get yards after the catch, unless you're throwing it to the yards after the catch guy, which is Quinton, who only had two catches. But we're going to start with Herbert. 27 to 41, 305 yards and two touchdowns. That is a monster stat line. It's very hard to throw for 300 yards in a football game. Now, Joshua Kelly out of UCLA, filling in valiantly for Austin Eckler. Tennessee Titans have a very tough run defense. We knew that going in. It was going to be tough sledding uphill going against that uh, that defense. But Joshua Kelly, 13 yards for 39 yards. 13 attempts for 39 yards. That's not going to get it. That's not going to get it. Davis also had one attempt for 10 yards. Dotson. How did Dotson get four attempts? Um, I, I, he's not, he's not, we have this guy on, uh, on the team named Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M, highly touted draft pick, uh, not this past year, but the year before, where are his touches? You got to give him the ball. He's explosive. He's a speed guy. Uh, we had Mike Williams on an end around that, uh, that's a, our offensive coordinator's name is Kellen Moore, uh, in Dallas. He, he did a lot of things to try to get his playmakers a ball 
like jet suites and things like that. So we tried that with Mike Williams once. Did not work. Um, let's get to the receiving. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is having a monster season. He is getting it done. 11 or He was targeted 10 times, 8 receptions, 111 yards, 2 touchdowns. It's good enough to win. Mike Williams targeted 13 times, 8 receptions, 83 yards. That's great. That's great. Those are your, those are your ones and twos. Now your three, Quentin Johnston. Number one draft pick. Targeted twice. One reception for seven yards. That's not going to get it. That's not going to get it. He, there are there are rookies that come in, and I, I I hear this all the time. What is the hard? People ask, what is the hardest position to to transition from high school from college to pros? I tell them it's quarterback because your playbook now looks like a phone book, and in college it looked like a little trapper keeper binder. So you have to know a lot of things. Wide receiver might be the second hardest on offense for one reason. The defensive backs are so much better in the NFL than they are in college. Your ability to get space between you and the defensive back is very difficult. So those who were able to create that space are great. I do not know if he's having some problems with that, but... You, there, there are ways to circumvent that. You can move him around. You can start him in the backfield. You can put him at running back, so so he, he doesn't get off. The, he doesn't get jammed off the line. There are a lot of things, but to for this offense to work, just like the Cincinnati Bengals are the perfect example. Cincinnati Bengals have three great receivers, so you can't double team anybody, and you can spread the field. You can spread the field, give your wide receiver space to work. And they are not doing that. Uh, Gerald Everett, I was thinking going in, Kellen Moore used a lot of tight ends. I mentioned it last time. I think that Dak's relationship with Dalton Schultz last year was more of a function of Dak liking the tight ends more. Herbert is not really a uh, – he doesn't use utilize the tight ends as much. So Everett ended up getting three targets, three receptions, 47 yards. Uh, Palmer, my dude, he's a speed guy still. That's good. He got three three receptions, 13 yards. Dotson, running back, two receptions, 13 yards. Parham, one reception for seven. Uh, we threw it to Joshua Kelly uh, one time. He did not catch the ball. I do not like this. I do not like having to come on here and uh, fast the Chargers because I was along with everybody thinking this is a magical season. We got a tough hill to climb, down 0-2. This team coming up. The Minnesota Vikings here to get to, but let me just let me just throw out the Titan stats of their Ryan Tannehill, 246 yards. He was 20 for 24, one touchdown. We held Derrick Henry to under 100 yards, which is good. Uh, Spears got eight for 49, and Tannehill one for 12. This is what surprised me the most. Burks, who had not shown anything um, in the previous uh, game. Had four receptions or three receptions for 76 yards, including one monster reception for 70 yards, which kind of set the pace for the day. DeAndre Hopkins, their big get, limited to four receptions, 40 yards. I do like that. Um, Derrick Henry had three receptions for 15 yards. So, so nothing really is eye popping on the stat sheet 
they just played close and we had a every opportunity that we had a chance to blow the game open we didn't take that the nfl is not like that you have every single chance that you get to shut down a team to eliminate them to make put the game out of reach you got to take it if you don't take it you're going to lose and the chargers are the best example of that for for two weeks they had a team on the ropes and they didn't finish them and what happened they wound up losing and next week, or this coming week, week three, we go to Minnesota. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins just threw four touchdowns against the Eagles, the defending world champions. They have a better secondary than us. They also have a better defensive line than us. They also have the best wide receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson. A budding star in Jordan Addison out of USC. And uh, TJ Hawkinson, an incredible tight end. So the defense is now has its hands full. Offense, I'm not concerned about. I'm not. Uh, the offense is going to score. They've got talent. But we got to get a stop defensively. We have to figure out how we are going to put the clamps on these people, on these, on these teams, on these quarterbacks. Joey Bosa had two sacks, which is great. We need, we need Joey Bosa to step up and have, and have big games. But the sacks need to come in crucial situations like the final drive to end drives. I like Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray linebacker is playing all over this place. Here's what I wanted to get to. J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson, he tore his patella tendon last season, early last season. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example. I was in two car accidents um, this past, uh, this past uh, year. One in October. And then one in May or April. I, I was concussed both times. But, but that's not the point. J.C. Jackson tore his patella tendon. Anytime you tear a tendon, it is very difficult to come back from. Very difficult. Just like when I got in this car accident and I hurt my neck. Here's the thing. Now, prior to the accident and prior to his injury, he was able to do certain things cut certain ways, run a certain speed, and do things, jump, land, everything different. Post-injury, post-accident, I have had to learn, just as he has had to learn, that you cannot do those things the same way. Now you have to adjust. You have to adjust to the injuries and then just do the best that you can from there. He is still in his adjustment phase. He is not the same player that he was pre-injury. We, the Chargers, paid top dollar for this guy. He is a he was a Pro Bowler. He is an All Pro, but he is not able to do the things that he was doing previously at the level that he was doing. So, what do we need to do? Do we need to move him to the inside? Do we have to? limit his snaps. I do think that he will get back to to his to his prior thing. If he w- keeps working hard, keeps getting better every single week. But he may never get back to that player that he was pre-injury. That, that's the thing with getting injured. Once you start developing injuries, I am not the same. I cannot work out the same post-car crashes that I was before car crashes. That's just life. And that is just life for, for J.C. Jackson. But you're, you're a team. 
so you can adjust what he needs to do in the scope of the team. Move him somewhere else. Give him some help over the top. Do not put him on their – I do not want to see him guarding Justin Jefferson this weekend. I do not. I don't want to see that. Put him on Jordan Addison. Put him on Osborne. Let him float. Play him Play him some zone. Do some stuff like that because he can still make plays. But don't put him on Jordan Addison one-on-one. Don't put him on Traylon Burks one-on-one. Don't do things like that. They're going to compromise the team and make it more difficult for us to uh, to win games. So that is my piece on the uh, on the L.A. Chargers in that game. Huge game. We cannot go down 0-3. Now, the best thing that's happened with the Chargers is the Chiefs have already lost the game. So we're still only one game behind the Chiefs with two to play. So, so don't get... Don't, don't hope it's not lost. It is not lost at all. But on to the good news. How about your Atlanta Falcons? How about them? They win over the Green Bay Packers at home wearing their red helmets. Their throwback uniforms, they look fantastic. They win 25-24 to 24 in a fantastic game. Now, with the Falcons going in, their run-based offense. Uh, so, when they were down... People are like, the sky is falling. What are we going to do? We've got a, we've got a run-based offense. We're down by multiple scores. What do we do? Desmond Ritter stepped up and showed you that he is a winner. He is somebody who looks like he has a very firm grasp on the game and what he is, uh, what he is able to do now. So I, I'm very happy with the Falcons. I could, I could not. Let's go through Desmond's stats. So he was... 19 for 32, 237 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Bijan Robinson, their number one pick, eighth pick overall in the draft, running back. 19 attempts, 124 yards with a long of 19. If you saw the replay where he juked three Green Bay Packers players out of their shoes and their socks, I was going to put one more, but I'm going to hold back. He was fantastic and well worth that number one pick. Uh, Tyler Algiers, that two running back, that two-headed monster they got going, he's fantastic. Because once you once they take Bijan out of the game, you're still tired. A fresh Tyler Algiers comes in there and starts hammering you, going straight at you. He's not, he's not going left, he's not going right, he's going straight at you. Um, Desmond Ritter also contributed with 10 um, carries for 39 yards. Tyler Algiers had 16 attempts for 48 yards. All right, let's get to the passing. Now, the passing game still coming along. Still coming along. Now, they don't have to use it as much as, they have, uh, as they've needed to because of the, uh, the greatness of the running game. So, we had Drake London, six receptions, 67 yards. Matt Collins, three receptions, 60 yards. Matt Collins was a great pickup. We got him from the uh, from the Las Vegas Raiders last year. He got in the weight room and got swole, got jacked, and uh, it looks like he's a he's going to be our number two receiver. Bijan Robinson contributed with four receptions, 48 yards. John U. Smith, who I took in DraftKings, had a good game, four four receptions, 47 yards. Now he's more of a, a move the chains type tight end, and Kyle Pitts is the big play guy. But Kyle Pitts might be running into the same thing that Quentin Johnson has been running into the Chargers. He can't get open. And you need to be able to get open to uh, to score these points and to, to win these games. So he is working on that. Defensively, they didn't really uh, – they played well enough. 
we all know how Jordan uh, Jordan Love had a fantastic game, his opening game. So I was a little bit uh, worried that maybe um, maybe he would not be able to uh, that he would be over he would be much better against us, but he wasn't. They were able to contain him in the fourth and keep him uh, keep him in check, which I thought was going to be a difficult thing, but it worked out. So what do you what do you guys think of the Falcons? Falcons are two and zero, one of the only undefeated teams in the uh, in the NFL, and no one thought they were going to beat the Green Bay Packers, including myself, who picked against them. Uh, Jordan Love, uh, they held him to 150 51 uh, yards, but he did throw for three touchdowns. They were down their number one running back, Aaron Jones, but AJ Dillon. I don't like injuries as an excuse. If, if you're you're an NFL team. You've got tons of players. You've got the best of the best. So there are no excuses. Uh, their leading receiver was Jay, was Jay Reed. He had four receptions for 37 yards, which was okay. Their tight end Musgrave is really the really the story because he I, – I, I can't remember if he was undrafted or if he's a late-round draft pick. Two receptions for 25 yards. He looked great. Um, it's always good to have a good safety valve. I think that John Drew Smith for the Falcons is their safety valve. So, and Musgrave has turned into a great safety valve taking over for Robert Tanyan, who went to the went to the Bears. All right. So, I know you're curious about my DraftKings. Don't be. It was awful. <laughs> I did not have a – this was not a banner week for me. Um, my high team – let's take a look at that. My number one team got me a whopping 10 bucks. 162 points scored. Let me tell you who I had. And then I'll tell you the winner. If I can pull it up. Yes, I know I won 10 bucks DraftKings. All right. So, believe it or not, I took Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was on fire. They, now, see, that's one of the best things about DraftKings is that you want your team to either get down big. I love it when my teams get down big because that means they got to throw. They don't got to throw. Now, if your team is up big, your quarterback's going to rest his arm. They're going to give it to the running back your 98 points. They were down 28 to nothing. So I knew Danny Dimes was going to come up big. So Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, went 34 points. Then I had also took Saquon Barkley, who got 27 points. Saquon had, but he lost to the effort. But he had two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. 29 yards receiving, 63-yard rushing, six receptions. Then I had James Cook who is emerging as the number one running back for the Bills. He's done fantastic. 36 receiving yards, 123 yards rushing, four receptions. Stephon Diggs, great game. Seven receptions, 66 yards. He got me 13 points. Mike Evans, who I – Mike Evans, if you're not taking Mike Evans every week, you should because dude is a monster. Um, One receiving touchdowns, 171 yards receiving, six receptions. Uh, Also getting the three points for the – for the 100 yards. Now, I took Jalen Hyatt. Now, let me tell you why I took Jalen Hyatt. He's a speedster. He's a he's a boom or bust type guy. So, if I was thinking, like, like he would go off. I was thinking this would be the game because he is a deep threat. Um, he is the deep threat. So, it's like, oh, they're going to give him the ball. They're going to do all that. Not the case. He finished with 10 points, which is respectable. Two receptions for 89 yards. So, they were pretty deep balls. Then, I also doubled down. I got Darren Waller also who had 76 yards receiving, six receptions. And then Jonu Smith, who I talked about with the Falcons earlier, four receptions, 47 yards. I've got a very interesting team coming up for DraftKings this week. 
uh, where I am doubling down on the two premier running backs that are going face-to-face. Hopefully, they bring the best out of each other. Jameer Gibbs and B. John Robinson on my DraftKings, both on one team. I had to change it up. I'm going to go through it next week. And then my defense, my New York Giants defense, finished with a whopping negative one points. They... They were just awful. And um, I'm thinking about taking more 49ers tonight. I am currently taking just Debo Samuel um, because Brandon Ayuk is hurt. Um, I'm thinking about maybe taking Kittle, but their defense just isn't good. They're just, they're defensively not good. And that's, that's, that's one of the things that, hey, you know, they traded for some people. They got my dude um, Simmons from Arizona, who's a do everything back, but they got him late in the season. So he doesn't really understand the system. They're going to get better. But this is this is a tough game for them coming up tonight. All right. Let me now go to the person who won the whole thing. Um, they won $100,000. I won $10. They finished with 225 points. To my 162, it was a little off. It was a little off. I would have loved to have got that hundred thousand. If let me let me tell you this: if I win, ever win this hundred thousand dollars on the drafting thing, I will personally break every single listener who listens to me. I'll break you off with something. All right. They also took Daniel Jones. So I was right on the quarterback. They took Derrick Henry, who got 18 points. They took Rashad White. That was a good pick. All right. So. He took the Tampa Bay running back, who got 21 points. That was a very good pick. He's very good. P. Naka, who I am taking this week. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, P. Naka got 33 points. Keenan Allen, my Chargers, who I've talked about, got 34 points. Nick Collins, another sleeper. Another sleeper. Uh, he is a wide receiver for the Tennessee uh, for the for the Texans. Now, with the Texans... They, they're down a lot, like I was talking earlier, so they throw the ball all over the place. And Nico Collins got 30 points, one receiving touchdown, 146 re- yards receiving, and seven receptions. This shows me that I was on the right track. Because <laughs> he also took Darren Waller, who got him 13 points. Um, so he was he was thinking, he was thinking the Danny Dimes thing, even though my running back did do better than he did. Um, and then finally, he took Debo Samuel, who I am taking tonight. Uh, we'll see what Debo did last week. He had one rushing touchdown, 63 yards receiving, 38 yards, six receptions. Now, the reasoning behind Debo Samuel, why Debo Samuel is a great player, they use him what they call a Y-back, which is they let him run the ball in addition to catch the ball. Uh, his running plays are going to be few and far between, but around the goal line, I'd love it because you need the touchdowns. That's what wins you DraftKings is the touchdowns. Ah, uh, but what put him over the top was the Buccaneers' defense. Six sacks, two interceptions, one defensive touchdown. If you play DraftKings, the the defense is the hardest thing to to get because it's all over the place. Any any team, the the Steelers scored two defensive touchdowns last week. The Steelers, and they were like probably like the 16th, 17th rated defense. But good picks. Any team playing the Bears, any team playing the Texans. Or any team playing the... Let's see, who else has a bad team? Let's go the Giants. So the 49ers defense would be great great today. Even though God, Danny Dimes put up a ton of points. All right. So thank you for listening to a thumbs up Falcons, thumbs down Chargers. Hopefully next week we're both thumbs up. The Chargers, I mean the Falcons have the Detroit Lions who are one and one. 
Um, Falcons are looking to keep that undefeated streak alive. There are a lot of injuries on the side of the tr- Detroit uh, Detroit team, Detroit Lions. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I call him Mumra. Mumra St. Brown because of the Thundercats. Um, they're Lions, you know. Mumra was the bad guy on the Thundercats. So that's why I call him Mumra St. Brown. So he's out of USC. He's a great player, but he is dealing with a turf toe situation. So for DraftKings purposes, uh, go and get those backup wide receivers because they, they throw the ball a lot. And also, their starting running back Montgomery is down. So that's why I picked up Jameer Gibbs to run on DraftKings. Well, so hopefully next week is a double thumbs up because Chargers need it. Falcons need it. You need to keep pace because every team in the in the NFC South is undefeated except for the Carolina Panthers, who are 0-2. So Buccaneers, Saints, Falcons, all undefeated. Wow, this is this has been a great episode. I'm 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 amped. I'm amped for this week. I'm amped for the college football stuff that we're gonna get to with Dennis this week. Uh, talking about some Colorado Coach Prime, Dwayne the Rock Johnson crashing uh, game day and being on the, the sidelines for the uh, for the chart for the uh, for the Colorado 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 State game. And uh, we're gonna get to the NFL this week, which is another another big week. And I will keep you up to date on my DraftKings, keep you up to date on the Chargers, keep you up to date on the Falcons, rise up, bolt up, and I will see you next episode.